All right, guys. So today on the DJ Richie Scott Unfiltered Podcast, I have someone very, very special. I mean, this guy is literally breaking the internet and he just did it with the greatest of ease. <laughs> We're going up today with Adam Newell from Up and Adam. Adam, what is going on in your world? Hey, that, what a great introduction. <laughs> you know, um, it's been crazy. And I want to say, first off, thank you so much for even inviting me um, on here with you because, you know, I have so much respect for you and we've covered Salt Lake City Housewives together. We've done a few other collaborations and I just appreciate the hell out of you. And anytime I get contacted by DJ Richie Sky, I'm down. So this was <laughs> this was amazing. You made my day. I am glad that you were able to do this. And I think it's the perfect time. I mean, you know, we you talked about us doing Salt Lake City and that was completely awesome. I mean, it was a first season of a Housewives show that just kind of blew up. I don't know that when we, when we started Salt Lake City, did you think that it was going to have the impact in the Housewives world that it did? You know, I was hoping so, because I hate to say this, Bravo is my all-time favorite network. I just think I'm always investing my time into Bravo and watching the shows, and I genuinely love them. But um, if you remember correctly, we were supposed to, or we entertained the idea of doing Orange County together. And as mm -hmm. soon as it came out, we were talking, I was in the middle of a move and we tried jumping on and doing a recap. And at the end of the recap, you're like, listen, it took so much for me to get through that first episode. Maybe when Salt Lake City comes, we can do that. But this is my first and last Orange County. And I was like, oh man, I, I was really excited about this, but I totally got where you were coming from. So I was hoping Salt Lake City would kind of rekindle that and be something exciting. And it was, but it's not going to hold a candle to season two, which is so exciting for the wrong reasons, but exciting. No, right. But I mean, I feel like that's what, it's kind of par for the course now, I think with Housewives shows to have some kind of big scandal. You know, you look at Beverly Hills and what's going on with Erica Jane. And then you think about last season with Potomac, the scandals are really what made the seasons. But wait, I want I want to go back because we also got to celebrate one year on YouTube, and you have done so many things. How did you decide to go to YouTube? Like, what led you there? Because you know, and I think I I might have expressed this to you before, just kind of coming from Hollywood and LA. You know, I can definitely see you on like, uh, you know, just one of those entertainment outlet shows based on how you deliver, right? So how did you get into this lane and how did you explode so fast? Wow, you could be a great hype man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, um, I would have to give credit here to my fiance, Jason, a little bit. Only because after the pandemic hit, um, I literally sat in front of the TV watching every rerun of every housewife show. And he was like, what are you doing? Get a life. Like, what are we doing here? I'm so sick of listening to women screaming at each other on my TV. If you're going to do something like this, then make it productive. Go make some money, do something. And I was like, make some money. What do you mean? And I went to school for broadcast journalism, which I, I loved. I loved entertainment news and celebrity gossip. I interned at Pop Stop TV with Shishi Yang in Los Angeles. And um, I just kind of let it go after signing with a few different agencies and working on something else. I was doing modeling and different things. I met my fiance, we moved, we traveled, and it kind of got put to the wayside, I guess. 
And so the silver lining for me, I think in the pandemic was when he pretty much told me to get my, can I say shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when he pretty much told me to get my shit together and get off the couch and be productive. And if I'm going to do this, make some money out of it. Uh, it made me just say, okay, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. So before I started it, um, I looked up some of my favorite YouTubers and just tried to see what they were doing, but how I can do it a little bit different. And what I found was there were, and nobody specifically, but there were a lot of YouTubers who decided to take sort of a Wendy Williams approach where they will celebrate you, but also you don't mess with Wendy Williams. You know what I mean? She'll celebrate you, rip you down and build you back up in the same breath. And I noticed a lot of that was happening. And during the time that I decided to join YouTube, there was a lot of negative out in the world. So I just wanted to create a positive platform where we can talk about these people, but, and have different opinions, but also celebrate the conversation. And mm. that's exactly what it was. So I started with 10 interviews and from there I dropped them all at the same time on YouTube. And then I started getting a few different YouTubers who reached out for collaboration and move forward. And it just sort of kind of grew, which is exciting. It's exciting. I hope one day, you know, listen, you're sitting here trying to celebrate me, but I should be celebrating you. Like you, you are like, you know, you're like one of the greatest on YouTube. So I just aspire to get to that level and just keep pushing forward. You know, if it doesn't happen, I tried. And if it does, then I just want to continue to celebrate and push forward and do it in the most positive way possible. Well, I, I want to say thank you for that acknowledgement. But, you know, I think for me, what it comes from is, and I get this feeling from you too, is that you are a fan of the shows, you love the shows, and you put that love into the work that you do with your recaps, your interviews, and that sort of thing. And I think that shows you know what I mean because for me when I started it was just because I was like I don't have anybody else to talk to all this stuff uh, you know I don't have anybody to talk about this stuff with and it was like you know I saw people doing it on YouTube but I thought maybe I'll just do it my own way you know what I'm saying and kind right. of I was hoping it would kind of have like a little bit of an entertainment tonight type you know feeling to it but again with my own spin on it that's the and key I, is doing your own spin. Yes. I think that you've managed to do it your way. Hey, I appreciate that. You know, it, it wasn't easy when I first started, to be fair. I had, I, I honestly didn't know what YouTube was or how messy YouTube can get. Everyone always tells me it's getting hot out here in these YouTube streets. And I'm like, what does that mean? But I, I've seen so many people who they're with you one second and then the next second they're tearing you down and trying to completely demolish your platform. And it's, I'm not going to lie, Richie, it's giving me a little bit of trust issues sometimes, but just powering through and kind of keeping your eye on the ball. I feel like that's the most important thing. And I do, you know, the funniest question is I have people who come to me um, and they always ask me, how are you, how do you become successful on YouTube? And I'm like, why are you asking me? I'm just trying to figure it out as I go. But I guess the best thing or advice that I can offer to anybody is consistency. Consistency is key. And just however you want to be portrayed, don't forget that. Don't, if you see someone else being messy and that's getting them numbers, don't lose who you are to try to match somebody else because that that's them. And you can't yeah. inauthentically come on here and be yourself. It's like being on a reality TV show. People will read completely through your BS just mm -hmm. as what it is. You know, I feel like it's about, for me, 
I'm going to do this as long as I get joy out of doing it. And so in that, um, and again, most of us were just trying to figure it out, right? But I kind of feel like as long as I'm being led by that joy, then I really try not to look too far in either direction to see anything else outside of the work that I love to do every day. Anything else really doesn't matter. And I just kind of think that, you know, um, I focus on the shows and, and I think that's it. And obviously there are going to be people that say things about you or, you know, kind of talk about you or whatever the case may be, but that's not really my focus. You know what I'm saying? So if I could impart anything to anybody listening to this is just remember why you started, I think, and then just keep that in front of you, have tunnel vision with regards to anything else. Now, I do want, speaking of the world sort of looking at you and putting a spotlight on you, one of the things as you, and it's so ironic that as you celebrate this one year, okay, that you have this, right, you have this interview coming out with Fallon and, well, from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, and everybody knows the whole situation going on with the, the Porsche, Fallon, Simon, marriage, engagement, divorce situation, you're going to really have a spotlight on you with this interview. How did this whole situation come about? You know, when the Real Housewives of Atlanta first came out and they showed a little bit of a clip of Fallon, I immediately was excited. She was a new character on the show, a new person. She had the husband, the money, the wealth. She was a family woman and she's stunning. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is our potential new housewife. And as I saw it starting to roll out and what was happening, of course, we know what happened at our Halloween party with LaToya and all of these other things. I was like, I have to reach out to Fallon and see if I can't get an interview. I want to know what was your experience like? Will you ever rejoin the cast? What? I, I just wanted to know everything. And when I did, she was doing press all in the same week. And she had a few people who kind of sidelined her with different things, I guess. And when I do interviews, I always try to lead with a positive foot. Again, I sound like Mr. Positivity, even though in my everyday life, my fiance would be like, no, you're not. Um, (laughs) But I try to lead with positivity and I made her feel comfortable, I guess, because from there, after that interview, we kept in touch a little bit. And then when the news broke of not only her divorce, when the news broke of her divorce, I sent her a message, I texted her. And then when the news broke of Portia being engaged to her husband, I sent her another message, just letting her know, Hey, listen, you know, I feel for you and your family. My family has been through, you know, 11 marriages, nine divorces. And I just know what it's like to have your family feel like it's together at one point and then sort of ripped apart in the next breath. And my heart really broke for her. I didn't know the whole situation. I didn't care to. I was just looking at a person who was going through something and not just going through it personally. She was going through it publicly. This is, you just got launched into the spotlight in some regard, right? And then all of a sudden, this is what's attached to your name. My heart felt for her. Mm. So moving Mm. forward from there, um, just keeping in touch randomly, I was in the car one day. And I got a text message from Fallon and she said, Hey, Adam, can I talk to you when you have a second? And I said, well, I'm in the car. Um, I'll call you when I get home. And I called her and she asked me, she said she was getting, you know, different offers to come on and tell her side of the story because she, if you remember, aside from one social media post sort of went ghost as soon as all of this came out and she wasn't really answering and 
everyone wanted her to be mad. They wanted her to be or sort of feel some type of way towards Portia and express herself, try to take her down, come onto the Real Housewives of Atlanta and hash this out. And that's what everyone was expecting or wanting from her. And that's not who she is. Trust me, genuinely, it's really not who she is. Uh, and I know that now after meeting with her, but um, when she called me and told me how she wanted this to be and how she wanted it to have that sort of Adam positive spin on it, I guess I was like, yes, I'm totally down. I will fly to Atlanta tomorrow. And it wasn't tomorrow, but it was five days later that um, we put it together. We made sure it was going to be great, professional and on point. And she didn't know all of the questions I was going to ask her. And I told her, I said, I don't want, if we're going to do this, I don't want to rehearse questions and make this like a play-by-play that you already know what I'm going to ask you. So you're just so um, ready for everything. Like it's calculated, almost like I'm talking to an actor or an actress. And she agreed to that. She said, Adam, I, I feel like you're not going to do me dirty. I'm ready for whatever you have to throw at me. I trust you. And by her trusting me, I think that, we, but mostly her, smashed it out of the park. And everyone will have their own opinions when it comes out on Thursday. I can't wait to see, especially if that's the reaction we got out of the trailer. And this is all of the chaos that has ensued, you know, from that. I can't wait to see what comes from the actual interview. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Wendy Williams, I was telling a friend yesterday, so many people... (laughs) Seriously, I love Wendy. So many people were like, Adam, she trashed you on YouTube or on Wendy Williams. And she didn't trash me. She just said, who is this guy? I don't think she trashed you. I just think she didn't know who you were. And And I think maybe, maybe she was a little surprised that, you know, she didn't go to a network to, you know, release a statement or to say something. But in hearing the story and even before we talked about it, and I told you I had my thoughts on what she said. I respect the fact that she, you guys already had a relationship. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like there was, and you said it yourself, there was some trust that you guys had built in the way that you handled the interview the first time. And then you guys kept in contact with each other, which a lot of times will happen in this industry. When you have a great interview, you somehow end up developing, you know, a sort of touch and go relationship with people. And then they want to come back to you because they understood that you got them and you, they feel like you did it the right way. So I totally understood why she made that decision. It was never a thought in my head, like, well, why would she go to anybody else? Because I remember we were doing Salt Lake City when you had that interview with her. Right. So to me, it, again, I didn't see her interviewing with anybody else. And and I'm sure she may have, but I'm just saying that at the time, you know, it makes sense because you guys had previously worked together. Right. And honestly, it felt like, you know, I I keep saying this to people and they're like, Adam, you're so mushy or whatever. I don't, I don't care. Like whatever the hell you want to say. It sort of felt like a testament to the way just recognizing when you treat people a certain way, it comes back. And it made me feel good that I made her comfortable enough. Again, I don't think what Wendy Williams said was shady. No, I didn't think it was shady either. Not at all. And I even said to everybody, I said, listen, Wendy Williams can run my name through the mud, hit me with her car, drive back (laughs) over me, put it in reverse, do it again. And I would be so happy that she even gave me a shout out. I love Wendy Williams. So (laughs) I, I was just excited because you, Monica from All About the Tea, um, Tasha Kay, I have so many favorite YouTubers who have been featured on all of these different 
blogs, sites, shows, and it's something to strive for, right? Mm-hmm. So that was one of those things or one of those moments where I think my heart fell into my ass and I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, and then I woke up today and I was like, okay, that's cool. But now it's over. So what are we doing next? <laughs> right. It's, it's back to work. Back, back to, to work. work. Yeah. Um, just as a sort of takeaway from that whole interview, what was something that really shocked you about the whole experience? You know, when you guys were sitting there answering the questions, was there anything that you just was like, that you were like, I wasn't expecting that? You know, I knew it was going to be an emotional interview. I definitely did. Um, again, that's one of the reasons that I even messaged her in the first place, just to kind of kind of console someone, you know, I guess a friend, if you will, even though I, she's not my most personal friend, right? Um, but I was kind of shocked the emotion that came out of the interview. I knew there would be some, right? You're talking about divorce, splitting up a family, alleged cheating. I mean, we covered racism within the cast. Like we covered a lot of really tough topics and things that she's endured along this journey, um, this public journey. And by her breaking down, she, the trailer doesn't give it justice. There was a moment where I looked at her in the interview and I said, if I could give up and give you a hug and we weren't in the middle of a global pandemic, I totally would, but I can't do that. I'm so sorry. And she was just breaking down. And I was like, I just want to hug you right now. I just want to say, stop the interview and give you a big hug because this is just, it was a lot. It was the first time she was actually talking about it. And I think by her talking about her kids and also Simon's kids, who she was usually the one who from what's being said, usually the one who was taking care of everyone in the whole family, right? She was like the matriarch of their little family. And Simon's a business guy. He's on the go. He's a busy man. So she was usually the one who was with everyone, planning the birthdays, making sure that everyone was together in a tight-knit unit. I think it was her first time saying out loud and understanding, I don't have that. Those aren't my kids. So I won't see them again. I won't be a part of their lives. And by her talking about it, I think she acknowledged it. And that was a very raw moment that I just, I, I didn't get uncomfortable. I just, my heart broke for her. And that was something I wasn't expecting. I also wasn't expecting in the interview, we talked about that scene where Fallon grabbed the golf club and she was being pushed to the limit. I didn't know. And none of us do because we're not there unless you're a part of filming. You don't know. And you know this because you've been on reality TV before, Mm -hmm. I didn't know who else was in the house with them, which shocked me. And I didn't know what words were said in order to really push Fallon to that moment that, that we got on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I, of course, we saw a little bit of it and it's edited. We know how this works. But hearing her side and her truth, it kind of made me go, shit, who wouldn't? you know, I don't condone violence, but who wouldn't have a big reaction to what was said? It blew my mind, to be fair. Wow. Um, You know, and and we want to save a lot of that for people who haven't seen the interview. You have to watch the interview. Got to get that information. Right. But does it, looking back now, does it, did it surprise you that, you know, Simon has been so vocal in the media after word came out because once you guys put out that trailer it was like game on yeah it was literally game on i mean was there any were you shocked by that i i would have been 
had I have not had to sit down with her and listen to some of the characteristics she's described of Simon and some of the things that, you know, she feels like are important to him and she might not share those same values. Um, I would have been had I not sat down in that interview, but knowing what I know and the conversations we had within the interview, I'm not surprised. It seems like, and I think, you know, this, I know this, we both have friends who are in this industry who have experienced fame and it changes people. And some people it's like, it's like an adrenaline rush or like a high and you want more and you, Mm -hmm. you want to get bigger. And if someone's giving you attention, I want more attention. I posted this and the shade room and everyone covered it like this and it's getting millions of views. Oh yeah. We'll watch this. And they're talking about you. And I think that is sort of an adrenaline rush. And I think Mm -hmm. some people enjoy it more than others. Is that a good way to dance around that? (laughs) Yes. Yes. But again, this is a good little tease for people to go back and watch the interview that haven't already done. So, you know, even when we were doing our reviews on Salt Lake City, and maybe we'll be able to go back and do season two. And we have um, to. I feel like it's only right. Um, you know, what what's what do you have coming up next? And you know, I was always asking you this. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of all of our reviews, what do you have coming up next, Adam? Because we want, you know, it's always nice to get people excited if you can talk about it. Also, in, in tandem with that. You know, um, are there any marriage plans? Oh my gosh, you're gonna get <laughs> that is always the biggest question. Jason and I have been engaged for four years. I get that question all the time. And you know, first of all, before I answer either one of these, I want to say a big congratulations to you because you finally Thank pulled you. the trigger and you guys did it. So I applaud you guys and it looked beautiful. So congratulations. Um Thank you. As far as Jason and I, again, going back to growing up for me, my family has endured so many divorces and marriages and I see what happens. And for some reason that sits with me mm-hmm. and I have this don't don't fix it unless it's broken sort of mentality about it. I love Jason. That is my partner for the rest of my life. Sometimes I get scared of taking that next step because I feel like we already have a, we're a family already. We have our little fur babies. We have assets together. We share everything accounts. Like he knows what I'm thinking. I know what he's thinking. It's the strangest thing, but we're always on it. Sometimes it kind of makes you want to go to blows, I guess. But that's the good thing about being in a homosexual relationship, because now I'm like, if we get into an argument or a fight, I'm not going at it with a woman. I'm like, you're fair game. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but you know, I don't know, man. Jason always says, you know, he's like, next year we're going to get married. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll get married next year. And then last night, seeing that video that he put together and really going out of his way to contact all these different people, it was so sweet. And tomorrow's our anniversary, our seven year anniversary. He doesn't know this yet, but I have big plans for it. And I'm trying to just, I think I'm going to see if I can't get like a hundred and 50 roses like scattered across the place. And I have a big present that I'm giving him. We're going to this really beautiful restaurant in the breakers in Palm beach. And I'm just trying to make it really special because it is a celebration. It's seven years, you know? Um, 
but I just don't know about signing that piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, let's go to a fancy dinner and give roses. But the signing the piece of paper, I'm like, get that shit out of my face. I better be on burn paper. Don't come to me with that. Some little chapel ideas and all this other shit. I can't do that. But I'll give you flowers and let's go to dinner. I love you. You know, <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. Um, as far as what we have coming up, you know, I have two really exciting interviews that I'm really looking forward to. And I have to say, uh, apparently I have to say a lot of things because I say that a lot. Um, after doing my sit down interview with Fallon, it's been so long since I've been in a studio and I have done a sit down with someone else, like just really looking at them face to face, especially after the pandemic and the way I started my channel and the times that I started it in, I was so nervous. And I was like, going into it, I had anxiety on the plane. I was like, oh, what if I F this up? And this is her one chance of just putting this out there. And what if she doesn't like me in person? Like we had this great text relationship and FaceTime, whatever. But what if it's not like that? So I got nervous. You know, I felt like I, I just felt everything. And then after sitting down and doing it, we had a bunch of people in the studio kind of staring at us as we're doing it. And I was hoping that nobody would be in there except the people who are recording it and the people controlling everything else, I guess she had her team there. And I was, I was kind of nervous until they said, okay, ready, set, let's go. And then I just zoned in on Fallon. And when we finished and wrapped, she was so happy with how the interview went. Cause she felt like she really was able to say everything she wanted to say. And it made me realize I don't want to do zoom interviews anymore. I don't want, I mean, I will because that it is what it is. And I'll take any, sometimes you have to, Sometimes you have to, and I'll take any interview that's on brand for my channel, you know, but really I want to strive to have those in-person interviews and one day maybe have a studio space that allows people to be comfortable to come in. It looks professional and not some janky set, you know? So, um, I, I will tell you the, you guys did an amazing job with the studio, the trailer, you know, the dramatics of it all. I felt like, <laughs> okay, is this 60 minutes? What's happening right now? It was awesome. It was awesome. So you guys really did that. I can't, honestly, I'm going to be seeing the interview at the same time that all of you are. So I haven't even actually watched it. I'm kind of scared to watch it myself just to see. I, I know everyone is going to have an opinion as soon as it comes out. And even Jason, he's, listen, you need a partner. If you're going to have a partner, you need someone who takes you right back down to where you need to be. Because I was like, what if I look like this or say this? He's like, guess what? This isn't about you. This is about Fallon. And I was like, okay. yeah, you're right, Jason. You're right. So with that, I, I got addicted to the doing this in person that makes me want to do more. So hopefully I have two really exciting interviews lined up that are in person that will happen over the course of the next month. Um, one is with a new person who has recently joined the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who everyone is just so excited about because she just doesn't care about anything that's going, she's too rich to care. She just does not. She is who she is. I know if we land that, I will just, my soul will die inside a happy person. And then I'm going to Salt Lake City on uh, July 7th, the day after my birthday. Lies. Nope, I'm going. You know I am jealous. I want to go. <laughs> hey. I just want to be in Salt Lake City. <laughs> no, I mean, Jason, Jason grew up in a Mormon family and they're having, I don't, I guess that's on brand. Jason grew up in a Mormon family and they're having this huge family reunion. And he said, um, do you want to come with me? And I was like, oh, well. 
you know, that could be fun, but I also have to work. And my parents were like, you're an asshole. Like that's a family re- you have to go. And I was like, okay, I'll go. And I said, where is it? He said, Salt Lake. And I was like, excuse me, Salt Lake. <laughs> so then I immediately got on the phone and I started messaging everybody within the production of Salt Lake City that I know. And I've just been trying to line things up. So I, I don't like to say I have anything coming until I actually know. And I've sat down and it's concrete, but hopefully these two things happen because now I feel like after this, I just want it to get bigger and better and just yeah. continue. Like I said, yesterday was a high because of the Wendy Williams thing, but then today I woke up and that's over. So we just have to keep pushing and do more. You just keep working. You just yep. keep doing the work that brings you the most joy and everything will fall into place. Right. The interviews with, you know, hopefully this cast member from Beverly Hills comes through and yes. then the Salt Lake City things come yes. through and uh, we'll speak it into existence. I, I mean, I hope so. And somebody asked me too, they're like, are you interviewing Jen Shaw? I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> are you, do you think the... You think her lawyers who she's trying to put out a GoFundMe for $2.5 million in legal fees to get the right representation or her cousin or whoever did it, trying to, you know, protect her from looking at 10 to 50 years in prison. Yes, she's going to give me that exclusive for sure. No, it's not. Listen, (laughs) oh no, it almost feels to me like she might do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I just kind of feel like she's here for the celebrity of it all. Really? I, I mean, no diss towards Jen Shaw, but she's one of those um, those figures who kind of just like what I was saying about the Simon Fallon uh, situation, you know, when someone who is introduced to fame, who hasn't had it before comes in, it sort of becomes this like rush. And Jen Shaw seems like she's really enjoying it. She's been asked to stay off social media. She was asked by her defense team to not participate and continue filming season two. And now only to find out there, she was not only a part of season two, now they're rushing into production for season three to start as filming. As they should, as yeah, they should. <laughs> right, because they want to catch what's going on in October. Hey, I say you and I go, if the trials are held in New York in October, I think we should make a trip out of it. Let's go to BravoCon. Let's go to- Absolutely. Hearing, like, let's just go do it all and make it one Bravo- fun, crazy week. And I'll follow your drinking rule, by the way, the two drinks and then you stop. I think we'll have a great time. <laughs> two drink minimum. Yes. Um, maximum. Oh, maximum. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sounding like a lush. <laughs> um, I did want to say something, you know, Jen Shaw reminds me of, I don't know if you, and if anybody listening has seen that Lady Gaga video, paparazzi, um she gives me that type of energy you know and in that video you will know that you know it's basically the same storyline someone who is obsessed with fame who ends up and hopefully I mean listen hopefully she's found innocent if she's innocent but if not then okay throw the book at her but right in the video you know Lady Gaga's character gets carted off to jail Right. It and actually subsequently broken out by Beyonce in the next video, but whatever. I mean, I, I would have never thought of putting it that way, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, you know, even though you don't love Real Housewives of Orange County, Tamara Judge said something that really stuck with me. She didn't say it to me, but when I read her quote, she said, listen, it takes a certain kind of stupid to participate in criminal activity, but it takes a real special kind of stupid to 
be a part of criminal activity and also be a part of a reality TV show? Like, what the hell would you be thinking? So while I would never want to see someone have to be taken away from their family and see their whole world crumbling down, it's like what you said. You hope that's not the case. And she's a free woman and she, you know, is released from all these charges. But if it is true and there's hundreds of victims and allegedly over $5 million stolen, then yeah, you're going to have the book thrown at you. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'd just be curious what she looks like coming out. Speaking of which, I'm hopeful that Tamara and Heather return to OC. That's just uh, a whole different topic, show, conversation. I just like how Vicky is the one who's teasing this. If you go on her Instagram, <laughs> she's the one who's like, oh, Real Housewives of Orange County season 16 cast revealed exclamation point, exclamation point, question mark, ex exclamation point. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are you, are you a part of it? Then why the hell do you care? If, they, if you're not in the lineup. I think they do these things where they get like some type of news. Like they, I, I don't know if they're, they're, they're participating in some type of news organization where they get credit for how many people click on a certain type of article or they get paid for that. I don't know what it is. Um, what I do know is, Adam, I want to say thank you for your time today. I kept you a little longer, as usual. Uh, you know, I always say 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice. This was this feels like it just flew by. Hey, thank you. Um, I usually <laughs> trick Adam into staying for about an hour, but it's actually going to be 30 minutes today or 30-ish. We got you at 38, I think. So, Adam, can you tell everyone where they can find you? all over the place yeah so um thanks to dj richie sky now you can find me on instagram at up and adam live all one word obviously and then on youtube at up and adam and i just appreciate anyone who comes and wants to join in the conversation i appreciate everybody's different opinions adding whatever they want to the conversation and just celebrating entertainment that's Absolutely. what i'm here for. that's what this is all about so Guys, we will be back with you next week with another great conversation with someone else that I absolutely admire. We're going to celebrate them, too. So hopefully, if you're watching this on YouTube, you will subscribe to this channel. And if you're listening on Podcast One, continue to listen and support me on Podcast One. Otherwise, guys, we will see you in the next one.